0: Welcome to Lonely Town a Killers podcast with Derek and Jimmy. We're trying to stay relevant with the current topics as they <laughs> come up, and not have have it come out too late, too much later than the news uh, cycle. And uh, you know, if you're looking for breaking news podcasts, are probably not the format you're looking for. But uh, I think it's only been a week since this occurrence happened that we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're uh, t- today we're talking about. Elton John, and him uh, calling Brandon up to come perform with him at Glastonbury. Glastonbury. We're saying it wrong. I'm sure we're <laughs> pronouncing it differently. <laughs> Glastonbury is Gl- how we. Glastonbury would say. <laughs> is how you'd say it Nephi. You ever seen that Glastonbury? You ever had a Glastonbury? It would be Barry something. Yeah. So uh, when I heard this was happening, it reminds me of the first time I heard of Brandon knowing Elton. When I was looking into, years ago, I was looking into what, if Nephi had come up in anywhere, or I think it was golf. I was trying to see if Brandon ever was still golfing, and uh, an article came up when I searched for Brandon Flowers Golf (laughs) that um, was an interview they did where they they took a picture of Brandon sitting at a piano with some of his stuff in his house in Vegas, or Henderson, or wherever he used to live. (laughs) And he's holding a golf club. And so it's some magazine with, where it's like, in the picture, everything's tagged with a number. And then there's a, an article explaining everything that is numbered. So it talks about the golf club and how, how much he loves golf. And then there's another picture by this, of, or a number by this piano, which was gifted to him by Elton John. I thought, wow, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's friends enough with this guy that he's giving him a piano. And so it was interesting when uh, when Elton starts talking about him, he says he first met him in 2005. Now that is early on. <laughs> That's first album still, obviously. And he's, he said that uh, when he met him, he came up and played their first album for him in his suite or whatever. I was like, I don't know. I guess 2005, the album had already been a hit. And, you know, so it wasn't like some kid with dreams of having... Somebody hear his sample tape, caught Elton John in Vegas because he knew he was there. You know, I could see Brandon doing that, but that's not what happened. He was, you know, they were had already hit it big, uh, relatively big, not where they're at today, but you know, their their songs were on the radio. I guess by t- two thousand five.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, we'll get into it. We know Brandon was an Elton fan, going clear back to, to middle school days. But uh, the same thing kind of crossed my mind when I heard that in two thousand five. Elton's in Vegas, and Brandon comes up to play this record for him. It's your first record, and you're going to play it with. Even if you weren't an Elton John fan or whatever, uh, which he was, I mean, Elton John is not only been a household name for years, but he's well known in everywhere. Like your grandma knows Elton John, right? He's, I mean he's a knight. <laughs> he's Sir Elton, yeah, Sir Elton John. He's He's a he's a huge, a huge deal in in the music uh, industry. And you're going to bring him up your album, and you're going to play it for him. Which I would think I'd just be there on pins and needles and just staring at him, getting any reaction that I could. And, I mean, Elton's a pretty poppy, you know, uh, playing his piano, doing his songs. That's really different than, than what Hot Fuss was. So <laughs> the first thing in my mind is like, is he even going to like this? Is he going to like the style? Is he going to, I mean... You might say, oh, that's, even if he's like, oh, that's a nice song or something like that. Or you're going to think, oh, he's just trying to be nice to me. Or I guess if you know Elton and his personality, he's not one that seems to sugarcoat things. But that was kind of my first thought, too, is you're in Vegas. You're just making it. Somehow you became good enough acquaintances or friends or whatever that Elton invites you over to bring up your album and play it for him. And then you're just sitting there kind of staring at each other or you're having a conversation. <laughs> how's, I'll never know how that goes, but it's uh, it's impressive. Um.
0: Yeah, and even though they were well-known at that point, still, how does that happen? I mean, there's millions of people who have one or two hit wonders that, you know, know, it makes more sense if, you know, if Brandon would have played Pressure Machine for him. It's like, hey, Elton, now we're the world buddies. Let me play my record for you. But to have have him play your first album uh, in that situation, it makes me just wonder how in the world did that happen? Why did Elton give him the time of day, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm guessing it has something to do with... uh going over to to the uk and starting off there and getting big there obviously elton's uh internationally well known but that was his home base he's, he's from uh, england so it adds up that he must have, i mean we talked about how popular they got here and how big they were but uh we talk about how big they are in the uk or have been or were um just from what we've heard i guess we don't really know how huge they they were we weren't there we didn't experience it but the fact that Elton John's let you come up into uh, wherever he's at in Vegas and play you your album after Hot Fuss has dropped probably shows it's it's even bigger than, than what we thought or have imagined to this point, which uh, was kind of cool in the introduction, like you were saying, as, as Brandon comes out uh, wearing this red suit and just smiling uh, ear-to-ear grin while Elton's saying, yeah, we've been friends ever since. And, I mean, uh, there's interviews out there. Um, uh, where Brandon's interviewing Elton. Elton had a, a show. I don't know if he still does. I know he has a Sirius XM station that's just the Elton John station. <laughs> uh, he had a show on there where he's interviewed Brandon before. If you have time, I'd go look at both of those things. It's just kind of interesting to hear him talking back and forth with each other. But, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, Elton's uh, doing his Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour, like his farewell tour. This festival over in England, uh, for people that aren't familiar with it, uh, is is a really old open uh field like almost like a Woodstock-ish festival it started back with the hippies and stuff but it's broadcast on the BBC network as well uh which i believe is just like their main feed i don't think it's like a special thing i don't know for sure but the BBC uh for those of us here in in the states too i think it's kind of hard to to comprehend it's it's kind of like if it was on like ABC or NBC or something like that but it's, its I think it's bigger than that where it's the British uh, Broadcasting Channel. I think it's basically if all of our TV networks start off together and that's been the one big network, too. Like, I mean, we've heard of the BBC and stuff, but I think you can't downplay that this thing gets broadcast to the whole country on basically uh, open air antenna television. And everybody has it. Everybody can see it. Uh, it it's a big deal. And when he was saying, you know, Brandon's played here a number of times with the Killers. um, whatever. But it's just, I don't know. It's just mind-blowing that Elton John does all this. And he says as well, this is the first person I thought of having come sing with me. Like, (laughs) how many people does Elton John know? know. What's his catalog like of people that he's performed with, people that he's friends with? And the first person uh, that he wants to come sing with him on his farewell tour in his home country that's going to be broadcast on national TV to everybody in the United Kingdom. I don't know how far that reach goes. If it's everybody in the Commonwealth, I don't know how it works. But (laughs) a lot of people, and the first person he thinks, I'm going to call Brandon to sing Tiny Dancer with me. That's that's pretty big.
0: Yeah, well, like he says, Brandon's no stranger to that stage. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's just pretty cool to have that kind of relationship and friendship, to have him think of you first and... Uh, have that history and just uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Kid uh, from Nephi. (laughs) Kid from
1: Nephi. A couple couple things I want to touch on. I don't know if you remember, but in 1994, Elton John wins the Oscar for uh, The Lion King. Uh, Can you feel the love tonight? Yes. And he has an acceptance speech. And 1994 would have been long before um, Brandon was famous or touring or whatever, probably in Nephi with us at the time. Uh, but Elton John, in his acceptance speech, goes out of his way to thank, thank his friends in Utah.
0: <laughs> and, I remember that.
1: And it was this thing where nobody knew who he was talking about his friends in Utah. And uh, we don't know. I mean, I still don't know if it's been disclosed or whatever. But apparently Elton had some friends in Utah, whether or not he was talking about like, because at the time, uh, like the, the gay community and all that wasn't really accepted. It, you're pretty persecuted. It was a hard thing. There's speculation that it might have been something to do with that. Could be millions of other things, but uh, thinking to this now full circle of one of his friends in Utah he didn't even know was Brandon Flowers, who was probably watching that. Uh, <laughs> if I know anything about, you know, Brandon growing up, he, he loved music, he loved Elton John, so a good good chance that uh, Brandon's at least seen that speech, and uh, one of his better friends he hadn't even met yet was a teenage kid living in Nephi <laughs> in Utah. Um, the other thing is, uh, we got tagged a lot in social media when this happened. Which You did. Okay. <laughs> well, which is really weird. To, I, I, I figure we're doing the show and stuff, and if killer things come up, or things with Brandon and stuff, sometimes we get linked of like either the show or us or whatever with an article, or have you guys seen or heard about this or whatever, which is appreciative.
0: We appreciate it. And – uh Sure, stuff.
1: appreciate you. Sure, sure, appreciate it. Come on, come on, tell your mom and them we said hello and hi and thanks. But I never thought my name would be with Elton John's name in a. I mean, it's not like Elton's going to see it, but in the social media post, Derek Everett and Elton John couldn't be further apart from what should be together. And I guess thanks to the show and Brandon and the people that listen, uh, we got we got mentioned a little bit. But uh, we had a person who reached out, and uh, I'll just say first name because I didn't ask or whatever, but. Marilyn, uh, and we went back and forth and and chatted a little bit, but she uh, connected this to, going back to the episode, and she posted that everyone should go listen to the Don Don Markland episode.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's where we first kind of talk about John and Brandon. But, uh, yeah, there was a kid in middle school playing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Debated what was played, how close the keyboards were, how it went down. But him and Don, uh, Brandon and Don, play this song we're there. We witnessed it firsthand. Probably maybe the first public uh, performance of Brandon. I don't know. And they sing an Elton John song. And then full circle, Elton John's farewell tour, uh, this big festival in England. And Brandon's there to, to sing with him. That's that's kind of amazing if you think about it, the odds and all that. But it also tells me, you know, people always say, you know, your dreams can come true. Just do what you love. Find your passion. And go for it. And, uh, this really proves that, that, I mean, Brandon is, is, is living proof. Like if you'd have told him after that performance, which may or may not have went so well, we still haven't found video evidence. We just have our memories, but Hey, keep at this. And here in, you know, a few decades, you're going to be singing on stage with Elton on his farewell tour over in England. I mean, even that kid would have just looked at you like, you're crazy. Like, you I mean, it wasn't a thought in his head, but um goes to prove life life is stranger than fiction. If you were to write that in a movie and have that be the movie plot, uh no way anyone believes you. I mean, that's <laughs> way too far fetched, way too uh Hollywood type, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I just found that pretty pretty amazing and then I thought it was kind of even more amazing that people cared enough to talk to us about our show where we talked about it and, and piece it together. So thanks to everybody. Uh, to
0: remember that we had talked about it.
1: And tell other people, hey, go back and listen to this. These guys talked about this with, with the guy that was in the show with him.
0: Yeah, we've tried to talk about everything so that anything that ever comes up, you'll think about We'll get us. tagged. We'll get tagged. <laughs> no, but that's funny that, I mean, someday, like you said, if there's someone out there who's probably a middle school right now who... He's going to get called up on stage by Brandon 30 years from now at Brandon's final performance at Glastonbury. So, you know, that could be you if you're listening. Yeah. Or it could be me. So don't get in my way because we're, there's only one person he can call up first. So well, I mean, there's,
1: there's plenty of kids playing the drums and stuff with him. You never I mean, yeah, You never know. I don't, I don't know that Brandon's ever going to quit or have a retirement tour the way, way he goes. But yeah, yeah, you think possible. of
0: all, all the people that we've, we've talked to that he's have drummed with him, can say I've drummed with someone who's sang with Elton John <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, super cool
1: and thanks for thanks for including us in in the mix there uh, I mean it was kind of a special performance I think the the tour came through I know it's done in America uh, but I think he came through Utah on it um,
0: I know he played in Vegas did he play in Utah
1: I thought so I don't know maybe, maybe. not I don't but uh, anyways he could have done it there but I think he was saving it for a special moment in which which this was so hats off to you Elton Um I guess if you hear this, we're, we're big fans too, but, uh, odds are is hopefully Elton never hears this. I mean, I don't know why I say hopefully, but I just don't want to be embarrassed by him when he calls me on stage to introduce him for his final tour somewhere, final show.
0: So we need to talk a little bit about Tiny Dancer, which words I thought I would never say on this podcast. Then you break this down. But uh, I'm not going to break down the lyrics, but I just think it's really funny because it's... It hasn't been too many episodes ago where we talked about Jenny was a friend of mine, Leave the Bourbon on the Shelf, the murder trilogy, and how a lot of the lyrics are similar to a love song where, you know, she didn't scream while I held her close or held her throat, depending on which performance <coughs> you're listening to. Hold Me Closer, Tiny Dancer sounds romantic, but in the right killer song, it could totally mean that. He's going to strangle her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so be careful. One of those things too with that song is uh, sometimes you look up the misheard lyrics and things that people have had throughout <laughs> the years. And one of my favorite is uh, Hold Me close, close Now, Tony Danza. <laughs>
0: that's okay.
1: So that's why I always, always get a smile on my face. It's a, it's a great song. Elton's a, a good artist. Uh, did you ever see the Elton John movie? It came out a few years ago. I actually I saw it on an airplane going to Orlando at one point. These biopics have came out. Uh, there's Johnny Cash and, and Ray and all those people, and they're kind of the same format. Elton's was uh, a little different. It was uh, almost like a musical where they'd break into, like, I don't know. It was kind of, I don't know. People loved it or didn't like it. It was okay for me, but it, it was definitely Elton Johnish, ish um, where, you know, you'd be walking down the streets and all of a sudden it's just this big performance and almost like a musical. But I was just wondering if you'd seen it. Nope. Uh, came out a few years back. Again, when I'm sitting on a plane going somewhere and watching the Elton John movie, I never thought. You know, I bet Brandon sings with him his last time in in Glastonbury. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to get this. Nice work. I'm going to get this. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, guys had a movie made about his life. I guess that was the point of that. So, can't uh, underestimate or, or or say how much of a big deal this was, especially to take place, where it took place, when it took place, and how it took place. So, anyone that doesn't think Brandon's a big deal from around Nephi or, or whatever, you're wrong. This, uh... Elton John just doesn't call up anybody.
0: Well, the other thing that was pretty cool was um, John Eyre posted about being there. He was on the side of the stage. And in some of the pictures of the show Brandon and Elton together, you can faintly see his hat and his face (laughs) in the background, which is pretty cool. I think he had posted a few days before a picture of himself on an airplane um, saying something about an international flight or... There was yeah, a hint. Was, there were some clues. That, it was an English breakfast. Yeah. You you could deduct from that that he was going to be potentially with Brandon going somewhere. That, you know, I figured, oh, maybe the killers are doing a private show somewhere. But yeah, there was a little... Yeah, follow John Ayer on, on, follow on, John, on social there's, media. There's
1: always something, but that's the thing with him. You don't know if he's doing something like with his work or personally or with Brandon, but uh, we'll have to... I'm going to try to catch up with him. I've i got this thought. I don't know if you'd like it or not, but I think uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here anyways. I think John Eyre is the Forrest Gump of the Killer's uh fandom.
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
1: <laughs> if you watch Forrest Gump, he was everywhere oh, right. in the oh, background, gotcha. but he was every major thing that <laughs> right. happened, right? Gotcha. And and lately, uh I mean John's Brandon's right hand man. He's he's the I mean, I, the whole band wasn't there with Elton John or some of these things, but John is. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out to him. If he, if he doesn't like it or like it, I don't know. But I, he's the <laughs> Forrest Gump of, uh, I was going to say of killer fans, but he's actually in the family of the killer family. I don't know. He's, he's just always there. So if you're watching and seeing what he's doing, you get a pretty good uh, feel or whatever where Brandon's at and what he's doing. I mean, the Dawes concert, a lot of things where uh, Brandon is or jazz games or, or whatever, John's there with him. So if you want to know what Brandon's up to, just just keep an eye on John because Brandon's not going to be on social media saying anything. I also have a theory, and I haven't confirmed it, but Brandon sent out like the first tweet he had in years, and uh, it was like something playing on chat GPT. I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. exactly. I'm pretty sure that was John that sent that out, but I'm going <laughs> to have to confirm that. I don't know that for sure. I'll send him a message and see if I can confirm that.
0: Well, we, can ask, we can ask the band on the next monthly Instagram Live. Yeah, the next monthly Instagram Live.
1: It just seems like something that John would tweet. And I was like, I think that, I don't know if he crossed accounts and accidentally sent it or if he purposely did it or if I, maybe it was Brandon. I don't know. But that was just my first thought when I saw that. Because then everybody's trying to read into this deep, is this some sort of a clue? It's the first thing Brandon said in in years on Twitter. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that was just John messing with everybody.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us. And listen closer. Tony Danza. (laughs) That's another episode down from Lonely Town.